We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. KC Laboratory, sponsored by Emprise Bank. It's the KC Laboratory, presented by Emprise Bank. Look, you can open an account with Emprise in less than five minutes. The savings just start there, though. Emprise is a trusted partner with a variety of products and services to help you achieve your goals. Don't be tethered to a brick building. Start a meaningful relationship with a bank that has your best in mind. That is Emprise Bank. Member FDIC. They've been absolutely wonderful to work with. Uh, it's been great. Uh, I am here with my dear pals, Maddie Lane, Craig Stout. I'd rather be on a golf course with both of them, if I'm being honest. Maddie, what is good? Um, this match, this match is pretty good. Um, you're we're just, right now, by the way, while we're recording and like watching the back end right now. Your strange desire or push to get Craig and I on a golf course with you is not good. I don't know what this is. This is like three years going now where Kent has tried to like strong arm Craig and I onto the golf course with us despite repeated pushback. Um, it's not even pushback, Craig. We volunteered to go out there. Just we're not Absolutely. golfing. We'll just Absolutely. do all the, the drinking. We'll, we'll drink all the swing juice and uh, let you guys golf. <laughs> Listen, Bobby Stroop's going to be telling us half a hole in. All right, all right, you two, easy on the swing juice. That that's that's our kind of golfing. I'll drive the beer cart. I've already volunteered to do so. Like, can't sure. just really for some reason feels a kinship to us. I don't get it. I don't understand why. I, I'm 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 not sure what that's from. And you know, eh, it, it is what it is. He just wants to go golf. I'm watching. I'm literally watching Mahomes stick it eight feet from the pin right now. <laughs> We're on the eighth hole, and I'm calling my shot right now. Congratulations to Patrick LeVon Mahomes for beating 
Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady while Josh Allen stood there and watched. Um, <laughs> this has been fun. Here's what I need. Maddie, what I really need, because Matt is very good at giving immediate analysis of things that he doesn't have of. If you watch the draft show, he had spot-on analysis of the Royals after watching three innings. I need a detailed analysis of all four of the golfers that we are watching on the match, whatever order you want. But you've had some, like you were given you were given some earlier analysis. I want to hear your your reaction to all these guys. Start go. Okay, uh, this is what I got. One, Tom Brady was late, very late. That was a power <laughs> move. He tried to pull a power move, and they were just they were just giving it to him for it. Um, he so he tried glad. to pull a Kent Swanson. Oh, he, he tried. He, he tried to pull Johnson. Um, it went about as well for Tom as it did Kent. Um, so okay, Tom Brady. He looks like a forty-five-year-old. That's something that Kent said. But he looks like a forty-five-year-old guy that has had a lot of coaching, has watched every YouTube video, has read every Golf Digest to figure out his swing. So when he gets up, like he's approaching the ball, he's getting ready to go swing. He looks like he has eight million different tips running through his head, and he's struggling to figure out which ones to follow. And he looks very stiff. He looks like he has to like power through to make his golf swing. Josh Allen, he, that dude's just an oaf. He is just a big oaf. He's a super athlete, but you can tell that it's all linear and like it's work for him. It's work for him to go out there and swing the golf club. It does not look natural. And that also comes across in the ball. It, it looks bad. Rodgers and Mahomes both look like naturally. Like, I'm not a golfer. I've golfed before. I know when in my body time, like of when I'm working out, when it's going to feel okay to swing a golf club, like when I'm not super tight and I know when it's going to be really bad, those two just look like it's natural. It's an easy movement for them to make because they are more fluid athletes. They move through space. Well, I think Rogers plays like a golfer though. I think his approaches, the way he swings, it most resembles the way golfers that I see. Whereas Mahomes looks like he just hit it into the water. Mahomes just looks like a freak athlete. Like he's a guy that it doesn't look bad by any means, but you can just tell he's got all the flexibility. He's got a decent swing, but it just, to me, it looks like a guy that's a great athlete that has figured out how to golf with his athleticism and just kind of makes it work. And he's been a lot better than I kind of thought he was going to be for us. Like that's my instant analysis of what's going on right now. Oh, I don't think Mahomes can read a putting green very well either. I will throw that out there. <laughs> I am sick of Maddie is overinflating Aaron Rodgers' golf ability because Mahomes has the longest drive, the closest to the pin. He has the he has the longest putt made of the day. So I far. have never once said he was bad. I think I said I just happened to think that Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is very methodical. He crouches down behind that ball for 13 seconds. He's not four beers deep after hole six. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is approaching the game more like a normal golfer would, whereas Patrick Mahomes. Wait, wait, is wait, wait. Wait, that's not my experience with God. I'm closer to Patrick. <laughs> Josh Allen is the normal golfer there. Like Josh. Josh looks like one of the boys. <laughs> like he is just out there having a good time. Tom, Tom has had the worst shot in the history of. Oh, he I mean, has. I, I, his he he just shanked one real bad. What he shanked a lot. He has shanked a lot. The the Mahomes and Allen are now the favorites to win this thing. What right? By the way, yeah. I don't know if they've used a single Josh Allen shot to this point. And I know Maddie, don't correct they me. They have, I, but it's okay. I I don't care. This uh, has been. Listen, Mahomes is coming on strong right now. This is this is the problem, though, right? He's four beers deep. 
and they're going 12 holes. Like those last three, we'll see. We'll see how those last three holes go. I want to see 18 now. I want to see the full 18. He's starting to put them down now. He's he's clearly been golfing the best, Kent. He has clearly been golfing the best on the day. He has been golfing better than Rodgers. I just think if you took them to a bunch of tournaments, the way that Rodgers plays the game, I think will come across as more consistent over time. And I think that shows up with how hey what his handicap is and how people think of him as his golf game. That is all. Rogers, you ask for instant analysis, you're getting it. It's wonderful. Rogers, you know, Rogers has definitely been playing better of the two. Typical for uh, Tom Brady to have his team carry him, uh, especially in his 40s. Um, <laughs> Can I talk Sorry. about my joke I couldn't send off? Go. Because so I wouldn't just like talk about how like after I don't know, probably a whole four, I was going to be like, oh man, it's just like the Super Bowl against Tampa again for the Chiefs, you know, because Mahomes is carrying his team because Josh Allen is just oafing about in the background. But uh, Tom's been terrible too. So like, it's not even, it's not even Mahomes versus Brady or anything. It's just, it's literally Mahomes versus Rogers. That's all that's happening. It's Mahomes versus Rogers and Brady's just out there bantering with JJ Watt. Like that's yep. what's happening. Having a good time. <laughs> That's what's happening. And, and then Josh is just kind of chilling. Josh, I D- Josh did throw a football at a Charles Bar- Barkley big hit earlier. So that was kind of was fun. the first to use a mulligan, which I think everybody would have guessed. Mahomes is saving his mulligan. He said, I heard him say that he's saving it for the last hole, uh, which has already happened now that you're listening to the show. So thank you for analysis of something that happened 12 hours ago. If you're listening to this, Craig, do you have any takes on the match? I have zero takes on the match. I have none. I haven't watched a second of it. I wish Patrick Mahomes the best, but I have not watched a single minute of this thing. You don't have to wish Mahomes the best. He is the best. He's killing it right now. I'm just really enjoying my quarterback playing well. I'm just having I'm I'm very much enjoying watching like it's kind of this is like what this is one of the most my dad can beat up your dad uh kind of events. And I yeah really enjoying this i feel bad for the mafia right like there's fun banter <laughs> back and forth like you know all off season but like bill's mafia like they're gonna be down bad after this like josh allen's gonna be catching strays until football starts because of how bad he's been out there like it's it's been rough people are gonna be talking about mvp odds and i can guarantee you some jabroni on twitter is gonna respond to josh allen's the worst golfer out of everybody how could he possibly win the nfl mvp like it's gonna happen like the mafia is going to catch a lot of strays and i almost kind of feel bad for him it's not their fault josh allen can't play golf i think this round of golf should be taken into the mvp consideration <laughs> personally uh aaron Rodgers just missed missed a putt um all right let's talk about real stuff i could probably Wait. talk about this all day <laughs> Can you now you're watching it still? I, I'm a professional, so I turned it off when we started to record. Um, but you tell me when things happen. I, I'm loving your live updates. I think you should continue to give us live updates. I absolutely will. Okay. Oh, perfect. I totally will. Mahomes okay. is setting up to, to put sure. to, to win this hole and break a streak of three tied holes. If he makes this putt, he missed it. Oh, he made it. No, he made it. Let's go. <laughs> Patrick Levi Mahomes has given Mahomes and his sidekick, uh, Josh Allen. Mahomes uh, and the son. lead in the match and there is only four holes to go and the truth of the matter is Mahomes had a putt on seven that he should he almost made that one Mahomes is eviscerating everyone on the last six holes and there's four holes to go and now Patrick LeVon Mahomes has given himself the lead Josh Allen is doing a wonderful job observing um all right so something else kind of came up today 
interestingly enough, I, I want to shout out Tyreek Hill for his new podcast and giving us all a soundbite to overanalyze for the next 15 minutes on this fine program. Craig, you haven't had a chance to talk for a while. <laughs> Why don't you just I don't think he's, little... I don't think he has I think he's had a chance he just doesn't want to. <laughs> tell us a little bit about this whole uh this whole Tyree Kill thing. Yeah, Tyree Kill creating a podcast here um obviously trying to drive up some hype for it a little bit. It's coming out on June 10th. Uh here's the first episode is him and his co-host and they have his agent Drew Rosenhaus on the phone. For those who haven't seen the clip, it's it's not very long, but there's a segment where he Tyree Kill is talking about how he really wants to stay in Kansas City. He actually said that like three or four times in adamant. a short period of time, adamant about it, said that he wasn't asking for the world in money, you know, and you know, then turned around and he gets asked the question by his co-host, do you think the Chiefs were suppressing your statistics in order to have you get the best price. And that's right when it cuts off, right then and there. And you can kind of see a ponderous look from Tyree Kill before he's answering there. So we don't know what the question or what the answer is going to be, but obviously those who saw the clip really kind of threw themselves into a tizzy, both with the money bit, both with the suppressing stats bit, all of that. It remains to be seen what's there. Obviously a really good hype clip for this podcast the fact that we're even talking about it means it is a very good hype clip very very job. good so <laughs> i mean I, I think the first thing that jumps out to me is him saying you know they wanted to stay in kansas city and that he didn't want to take you know they, he wasn't asking for the world there and obviously he goes to miami and gets the highest paid receiver contract in the nfl so maybe he didn't want it in kansas city but obviously a disconnect in that regard in that comment yeah, it was a fascinating comment to hear. Adamant about wanting to stay. Seems like he got a very, very sizable offer, and it seemed like the Chiefs had a line that they weren't willing to cross. And I don't know if we're ever gonna know, like, you know, ultimately what the how big of a disconnect, how big the gap is between these teams or between the team and the and the player. But I mean, if I don't want to, I don't want to say I it feels I don't want to say it's disingenuous to say he also feels like. He he got what he wanted where he wanted to be. Yeah, and so we, when I'm going through it, like I'm just kind of thinking about how the way it was phrased. And like this, I I got to go back. Tucker mentioned this as a producer. I got I got to throw it out. Shout out to T Tucker Franklin. He said this is a wonderfully cut guy yeah, teaser because everything's taken out of context. Everything is spliced together. It's done really well to get attention and you don't know how things were phrased in the context as of right now, but the way the first like nine tenths of it fit together, it made it seem like he's just saying over and over again, he wanted to be in Kansas city and it wasn't his choice not to be. And they got the line in there about, he wasn't asking for a ridiculous amount of money. And then he, the way it was cut made it sound like they were essentially saying that she said no to what is a reasonable offer We'll see when the real pod comes out what that conversation actually looks like. But the teaser made it look like he was saying, no, no, no. I wasn't asking for Devontae Adams or more money to play in Kansas City. They just didn't want to pay me whatever I was asking for, which, again, to him, wasn't a ridiculous, quote unquote, amount of money. So I, I don't know. I don't know where it is. I'm, I, I'm with Kent a little bit. I think he wanted to 
not even necessarily get away from Kansas City, but I do think, and this is like a different, I guess, direction on it. I, I'm just going to ask it. Do you guys think Tyreek Hill wanted out of Kansas City to be more of his own persona? And I, the Chiefs aren't like New England, but there's only so much room on Kansas City, the way it's structured right now on the Chiefs, to be a person, to be known as yourself off the field. Do we think Tyree Kill sees a better route to be known as Tyree Kill, the person, and not Tyree Kill, the football player, not in Kansas City? I mean, uh, let's think about it this way. Um, Tyree Kill is easily the biggest name on the offense in Miami, correct? I mean, he's not being overshadowed by, you know, Tua. I mean, they don't have a whole bunch of other guys on there that are really stealing the spotlight. So if you were looking for an avenue to shine a little bit brighter, to show that you can do things outside of an Andy Reid system, you know, you know, outside of this, you know, God-tier quarterback that's here. I mean, yeah. The best it, golfer it, in the world. The, sure, the best golfer in the world. Let, let's go with that. But I mean, like, it, it would make some sense then if he was looking for that because that's a good place for him to be. New York Jets would have been a good place for him to be. Those are bigger markets too. Like, he's going to get more opportunities to do more stuff. He's going to get more opportunities to shine a little bit brighter. He wasn't necessarily going to be the first choice in Kansas City for some of those things because. It's Patrick Mahomes, and it's Patrick Mahomes, and it's Patrick and Patrick and Patrick, and when it's not Patrick, it's Travis Kelsey. So, I mean, Tyreek didn't get some of those same opportunities. So if you wanted to tell me that there were some of those avenues and he had that on his mind, I'd believe it, but I, I don't know that I believe that that's the reason why. He's just starting he, to get looser, though. He's starting yeah, to get maybe. looser in well, the media, and he's starting mm -hmm. to get himself out there more. And For sure. could you see him while he's with the Chiefs starting his own podcast? No, no, the Chiefs would have stopped that immediately. I think. Right, that's, like, what, I'm that's like, what I'm wondering. He wasn't. He wouldn't be able to be doing what he's doing right now in Kansas City. Like that. I was. That's what I was going to say. Like he's. He, he wouldn't be able to get his own podcast. Um. You know. I. How many players have a podcast or really do anything this on this kind of scale? Like they just they they don't they don't get to do anything like this like I mean outside of Mahomes but like it's still all very I want to say corporate structured it's you know it's it's sponsors it's you know it's that kind of stuff and this is more of like an avenue to show some creativity and some personality that we don't really see you know from guys in Kansas City just that's just the nature of it you know so um yeah like he might he I think he's definitely. Whether or not it was a Chiefs thing or or whatever, like he's definitely operating with more freedom. He feels like it's very clear that he's getting. He at least feels like he's able to operate with more freedom. Um, and I think the way in which he's speaking right now is operating with a lot more freedom too. If I'm being honest, you know the candidness that he has been putting forth. You know, with even just that one soundbite. Now, you know, obviously. We're all going to listen to it now. Like, we're all going to go tune in because it was a wonderfully cut clip. But, you know, I mean, it it, it was candid. It was very candid. And mm -hmm. um, there was there was some commentary about, uh, you know, the, I think the I think the last little comment that, you know, kind of the, the teaser and I, you know, I'm, I can't wait to hear the actual response. But, you know, the the co uh, the, the co-host of the show asked if, you know, essentially <laughs> if the chiefs were trying to kind of restrict his stats a little bit, his last year here in Kansas city. And that's kind of where the video cut off. And I just found that one 
to be very uh it was an interesting question we'll see how he answers it but uh that that was fascinating maddie we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It was. Uh, I, I fully anticipate him not to answer that, right? Like, yeah. I don't think Tyreek Hill is going to come out and say that Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs were purposely going out of their way to be worse so that they can win a negotiation battle. I don't think that's a battle that any player, especially one in Tyreek's shoes, who has had people in that building stand up for him and he's formed relationships with, is one, wants to go to war with that battle. Um, but the fact that presumably a guy that he feels comfortable with being a co-host, I'm assuming a friend, and I don't know, I'm taking a, a leap of faith there, that that is a friend of Tyreek Hill that is co-hosting this podcast with him. To even ask that question, that obviously had to probably come up at some point in time in a passing conversation, whether it was real and whether it was just him asking Tyreek Hill you know, in a re- conversation, not on a podcast, whether it was venting out of frustration about literally not getting a pass on a single play at one point in time from Tyree Kill rather than overall. I don't know. It's just, I do think that probably has come up at some point in time as somebody brought up, or if not, you're not going to ask that question. Like, what's the point of asking that question to a player that, you know, you can't answer that question that led a team in targets, led a team in receptions, had an extremely high usage rate, so on and so forth. The question makes no sense unless it has come up in the past. And it could just be, you know, usage. It, you know, it, it, you know, I, the the question was phrased in stats. Could be usage. I mean, you know, we saw so many teams. I mean, use so many too high structures to try and defend the Chiefs last year, and it threw them for a loop sometimes. And so they had to make adjustments. Tyree Kill definitely ran shorter routes. I mean, he still had plenty of deep overs. He still had plenty of deep routes. Don't get me wrong, but it did seem like the increased focus to try and get the ball in his hands came on some of those shorter routes and let him work in, you know, short, with some short area quickness, try and beat guys to the spot around the outside, up the sideline with the ball in his hands versus 
some of the routes that we have seen in the past and the ways that they've attacked those in the past. So it could just be that he's looking at that and going, listen, I know how we're going to be defended. I know how this is going to be, you know, and was unhappy with some of that was unhappy with some of the way that he was implemented there. That doesn't mean that he thinks that, Oh, you know, Andy Reid was purposefully tanking me, but I could see an Avenue towards him thinking, Hey man, this is what I do best. I want to keep doing that. Even if the defense is still doing that anyway, I want to keep doing it. And, you know, a little frustrated that he's having to settle for some of this because I mean, his yards per target, this was the second lowest of his career. His rookie season was the only one that was lower at 7.1 yards per target. He was at 7.8 this year. He hasn't been below nine and a half at any other point in his career. And teams still tried to defend the team, the, chiefs with two high structures last year and not last year but the year before and the chiefs continue to do things kind of the way that they were doing he still got his numbers everything looked good now all of a sudden they're having to adjust his role having to adjust his depth having to adjust how they get him the ball i can see again an avenue towards him saying hey i i didn't really like the way that they were trying to implement me there well <clears throat> but that's not that's not a oh. That's not a Chiefs I'm, problem. I'm, it's just a hypothesis. Again, we, I, we no, I know, but like, I just like, I think it's a likely avenue he goes into. For they don't what have it's worth. A, they don't have a choice. The, I mean, teams are look. Tyreek Hill became the guy that teams were really hell bent on taking away. They were yes. not going to allow the explosive plays. And oh my goodness, Patrick Levon Mahomes just stuck one <laughs> seven feet. Let's go. Mahomes just put a phenomenal shot together. I'm sorry. This is this is outstanding. He might mess around and win this thing. Um, but no, like, look, I don't think the Chiefs had a choice. Like, I like they had to play it like that. Teams were not like they, they weren't gonna continue to ram their heads against the wall to try to do things the same way they have. And I think they tried to try to force some things a little bit more vertically early in the year, and they couldn't. And so they they did. They got a lot more creative and short underneath. And I don't want to say that they solved the Tyree Kill problem and they solved the offensive, you know, the Chiefs offense, because they didn't, because the Chiefs were still able to move the ball with a lot of ease and they're still able to do have a lot of success. But an element of Tyree Kill's game was taken away last year. Mm-hmm. And it, it's the most dangerous element. Teams finally were able to, in some way, shape, or form, take away the most danger, dangerous aspect of Tyree Kill for the majority. Of, I mean, he's still, I mean, I, I still think he's about like still, he's a top three receiver. He's still that good. He's still going to get open. The dig against the Bills, mm-hmm. against Patrick Mahomes' caddy today. I mean, like he, the run through to, to outrun the entirety of the defense, mm-hmm. like was just like it, it's a spe- like we're it's not amazing. Gonna, we don't talk about that play because everything so much other stuff happened, but like that play was amazing. Mm-hmm. But again, like teams are going to just continue to take. They're going to allow you know stuff underneath, and the Chiefs had to start pivoting to that. And so, like, guess what? It's gonna be the same thing probably in Miami. They're still gonna do. They're gonna. They're gonna spend a lot of time trying to take the top off the, or trying to, you know, trying to keep a lid on. Tua might do that himself. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's just. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. Tyreek Hill might be frustrated, but I think he's going to be frustrated moving sure. forward. And I guess he, the paycheck will help. No, he might be. Uh, I'm, I think to Craig's point, though, like the the thought process is simply the Chiefs weren't purposefully holding down his stats for negotiation purposes. Like, I think that rationale is absolutely silly. Now, 
in Tyreek Hill's mind, did the Chiefs hold down his ability to produce stats by not letting him run deep? That's very possible. It's very possible in his mind that he thinks if he was just used the same way he's always been, eventually he would start getting open. Eventually he would start beating the double coverage like he had in the years past. Eventually he'd start beating the guys and he'd make guys pay. And maybe that would lead to higher stats. That very well could be a thought in his mind. And I mean, guess what? He's one of the best receivers in the NFL. He should think that way. Like, right? Like he should always want the ball and he should always want the ball vertically. That's what Mm -hmm. he does. That's what makes him special. So if he thinks the Chiefs just underutilized him in that regard and it impacted his stats, then yeah, uh, go out, go talk about that on your podcast. Sure, have at it. I just think the rationale behind why the Chiefs misused him hopefully was just cut for a teaser to get people to click. Or if not, like I just, I am highly fascinated to see how that answer goes because I think it's, I don't think he's silly enough to say that's why. I well, just wonder why it came up in the first place. I'll, I'll ask this question. Do you guys think the comment that he made, going back to the he wanted comment, because like I think this, I think this will tell us a lot about the tone. Who was the I wanted to be here comment and, and emphasis? Who was that directed towards? Was that directed towards the Chiefs or was that directed towards fans? Because I'm sure he probably got a lot of people in the fans saying, you know, a lot of fans and a lot of people on social media saying, you didn't want to be, you know, like, I, I, I wonder, who do you feel like that was directed at? Fans. I think it's fans. I yeah. uh, it, just because I've seen a ton of it. I, I've seen a ton of it. It's, oh, yeah. If you wanted to be here, you would still be here. You know, that sort of reaction from fans, not just today, but in general. So, you know, when Tyreek has said that in the past, it's like, you know, I'm this, you know, I loved Kansas City. I love my time there, all of that. But, you know, coming to Miami and the reaction that Chiefs fans had, a very loyal fan base. I know we've seen it, you know, draft a guy, you give that guy that second contract, a part of your team for that long, we get very attached to people. So I do think that there was some of that reaction. I know Tyreek Hill genuinely cares about, you know, his image and what people think of him. So I think that there was some of that. It's just like, listen, I did want to be in Kansas city. I'm not lying about that. So I do think that that part of it was for fans. Uh, It makes me think about his tweet back when he first, the trade got announced when he said that it was, he very emphatically said that it was John Dorsey that gave him a chance and not Brett Veach, not Andy Reid. And he didn't say it wasn't them, but he specifically said, no, that was John Dorsey. They gave him his chance. I do wonder if there's a little bit of spite to somebody that is involved in decision-making, whether that be of each, whether that be an Andy or somebody else, whoever else you want to throw that at. I wonder if there's some animosity towards somebody else because there's no other reason to really like, you know, go out with the way he did just that comment about it being John Dorsey, this emphasis like four times on how he wanted to be in Kansas city and it wasn't his decision to just go get the most money possible, but he'd rather have played in Kansas city. He, the way it was implied in the teaser was for less. So yeah, I do think he might have, there's a chance he is upset with somebody in the building. I don't know who I also think at this point in time, he just got paid a lot, a lot (laughs) of money. He's not going to do anything to really rock that boat. Right? Like, like Craig said, he is a guy that does care about his image. Like, and he's got some stuff that he has to work past when you're dealing with you know his background and his image. You can't go out making enemies of somebody like Andy Reid and also care about your image at the same time. So, like, I think he's gonna toe the line there and just try to make himself come across as good as possible. Sure. I don't, and it, I don't go, think Craig. that there's a I don't think there's a chance 
then he's going to come at Andy Reid. I don't. Oh. I don't think that there's a singular chance. I don't think that we're gonna. You don't see think he's shading bar- it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we're gonna see another burial on our hands from Andy Reid in a presser anytime soon involving Tyreek Hill. I don't think so. So, I think that I, I think that he knows that. I think he's got friends on the team. I do think that he likes Andy. That he respects Andy. A lot of guys that come out of this do. They really, really do. So I, I think that Tyreek Hill is in that line. I don't think he's going to come out for Andy. At least I hope not. Yeah, I, I, I think this is also, you know, it's probably a pretty emotional time for Tyreek Hill still, too, because I mean, it's, I, it's still tough to move on from the team that they, you know, that they had going mm-hmm. there. So, um, I mean, that's that's definitely, um. It's it's still I, the fresh might be the right I, it's still fresh so there there's probably some emotions there that he's still navigating and maybe some of that is a little bit pent up and all that stuff so uh, all right that is going to do it for this episode of the KC Laboratory thank you all so much for listening hit the like hit the subscribe button Maddie's muted this is wonderful we'll catch you later. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.